0: Welcome to the Top Order Podcast. It's IPL 14 starting on the 9th and 10th of April, not too far away. If you listen to part one of our preview, we didn't announce the winner of the IPL, so Law of Averages will say that their winners are in this little group of four. Find out who we think it is coming up after the swish. So we're going to start in the alphabetical theme following on from part one of our IPL preview. Um, so we're going to kick off, I think, with the Mumbai Indians. Um, got some tournament pedigree, these boys, as well as a Netflix documentary. What do we think about the chances for the Indians this year? Apple, I um, think they're <laughs> chances. pretty excited. Apple's, Apple's very, excited. very
1: excited. I am too. The only reason that Mumbai couldn't win it last year was that it was an even-numbered year, and they won it anyway. Mm. Um, given that it's now an odd-numbered year, and Mumbai win it almost every odd-numbered year we've had since the tournament began. I think Mumbai, for me, just about odds on favourites to win the tournament. Of the 10 first-choice cricketers that they went into 2020's IPL with, they've got 10 of them back. Um, so the only guy that they don't have back that was you know, playing regularly for them was James Pattinson, uh, and they released him. Uh, but they replaced him with both James Neesham and Adam Milne. Uh, So quite handy replacements, uh, either from an all-rounder point of view or from an out-and-out pace point of view. And if you want to talk about out-and-out pace, Adam Milne in the big bash in 2020 was outstanding. Uh, So, you know, you go through their side from top to bottom, just an incredible lineup. And we haven't even talked about Pius Chola, who they picked up from CSK, who was kind of the highest paid player in the 2020 auction. Um, other than the release of Mitch McClenigan and Lisseth Malinga retiring, they haven't really lost anything. Um, and all of the guys that they've got on their side, the local guys, are either in their prime or are coming into their prime. So, you know, this side, if they don't win it this year, that is a massive, massive underachievement for this side. I think anything other than, than a comprehensive, you know, wall-to-wall, wire-to-wire victory for the Mumbai Indians – is probably an underachievement the squ- given the squad that they have.
2: Well, you just mentioned it before about their pedigree. They've won five out of the last eight titles. Mm. It's, it's, it's They're a massive dynasty. Like, this is not even... It, there's no one in the IPL that has anywhere near the record that they have. And, I mean, it's sparked conversations on social media and even in the general media, you know, do the Mumbai, are the Mumbai Indians a better side than India mm. or, or all these other sides? And, I mean... When you start having those kind of conversations, it's
1: pretty amazing. Here's the thing for me. Great, great sides like this not only attract top talent, but like great rugby league sides, they nurture top talent as well. And guys like Surya Kumar Yadav, Isan Kashan, they've come through the system. The Pandyas, they've come through the system and they are now genuine superstars for Mumbai.
0: Well, for me, that's the one thing that sums it up as to how strong this side are. We're going to have a conversation in a minute about how you get your overseas players in. I think there's a chance Quinton de Kock doesn't get on the on the park because you've got Ishan Kishan to keep wicket and bat. Mm. So when you've got that kind of conversation going on, you've got you know the, the Panja brothers uh, as you know fantastic all rounders, Pollard there as well, um, and Trent Bolt. You've got Arr and Milne to try and fit in. Mm. You've just got some absolute depth. All over the park, yeah, both I, from local and overseas. I, actu-
1: I actually genuinely don't know who to pick as key players. I don't know who to pick as as X Factors because you have a look at that side, 1 to 14 are top quality match winning cricketers. Um, you know, they've got Rohit and Dekok to open the batting. Surikuma Yadav and Ishan Kashan were tremendous for them last season and the season before that. And then you've got three world class all rounders in Hardick, Kyron Pollard, who can't stop winning tournaments, yeah. and Krunal Pandya, who's who's incredible and gives them spin option. And then Jimmy Neesham who's been incredible for New Zealand this summer. He probably won't play in their first-choice side. And then you've got four bowlers in Adam Milne, uh, who I think they will play him because he offers out-and-out out pace and he did a good job Yeah, well, he got,
2: he got a big contract, didn't he, in, yep. in the auction? They, they wanted him.
1: Trent Bolt and Jasprit Boomer, two premier pace bowlers. Trent Bolt was excellent for Mumbai in that tournament. He bowled the first over. He bowled at the top, swung the ball, troubled the batsman, and then and then you know, it was up to Jasprit to bowl at the death. And Rahul Chahar, who was really underrated as a spinner in that tournament for mine.
0: So, so I've got a question on the overseas seamers for you, Baldy. And look, I know you can't always take the auction prices in, but both mm. Coulter-Nile and Milne getting picked up in this most recent auction. Yep. And they paid more for Coulter-Nile than they did um, for Milne, I've got to admit, I don't know who went first in the auction. So whether they had cash yep. left or whether they splurged more cash, I don't know. Um, but does that come into it for you in terms of where they think that pecking order is?
1: I think from a, from a betting point of view, they've got enough betting one through seven that they can go with... Adam Milne because he offers something slightly different. Nathan coulter nile doesn't offer the same kind of out-and-out out gas yeah. that, that, Milne, that Milne offers, and if you combine that with, with Jasper's awkward action and difficulty to get away at the death and the length so he bowls and Trent Bolt's left arm you know, swings the ball and is, is very, very difficult to get away as well, that's a tremendous bowling attack for mine. Well-rounded, well-balanced, you can't get better than that.
3: Have they lost any, any spin bowlers? That, that list of spin bowlers is a bit light.
1: No, but they don't need any more. I mean, they've got Krunal, they've got Rahul Chahar, and they've got Piyush Chola, who's come in from CSK. So that's enough for me in terms, of, in terms of the spin bowlers that they're going to take into games. I don't think they're going to make any change because they get batting out of Krunal, They don't need to take a second spin bowler in, and they'll, and they'll keep Piyush Chola fresh.
3: So at the beginning of the tournament in Chennai, you know, we're expecting sort of slow, low spinning conditions. pitches. Yep. Do you think that they may be a spinner light for that?
1: I don't think so, because I think they'll be comfortable not picking Adam Milne in that situation and picking Piyush Chola. They've got, like I said, they've got enough batting that they can bat one through one through seven. That does leave a pretty long tail, though, for Chola, Bolt, Jasper and Rahul Chahar are all 10-11. Um, don't but need I, it when you've got that top seven, though. But, well, that. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, if they find themselves five for 70... You know, that's the only time I can see a weakness in that Mumbai side. If they go bang, 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 and all of a sudden on a bit of a sticky wicket or a turning wicket, they find themselves five for 70 with those four at the bottom, then that's the only weakness I could potentially see in that side. But you're right. If they needed to go to Chola instead of Milne, I think they're quite comfortable doing that.
2: From a New Zealand perspective, it was so wonderful to just see Trent Bolt uh, perform so well for them last year and become such a crucial bowler. I mean, every time, it feels like every time him and Shane Bond get together, he just seems to go to another level, Trent Bolden. you know, looking forward for, for New Zealand and, and what we've what we've got coming up, you know, the T twenty World Cup is as I guess everyone is gonna be looking forward to from this IPL. It's just awesome, I think, for him and for Nishim and for Milne to just be in that environment because that environment just feels like a place where you, you get better as a cricketer.
1: I feel like the Mumbai environment is possibly outside of national environments, the most professional cricket team in the world. They behave like it, they act like it, and they perform like it. You just need to look at the structure. I mean, Director
0: of Cricket Operations, Zaya Khan, Head Coach, Mahela Jaya-Wardner, Bowling Coach, Shane Bond, James Pammant, who we've spoken to on the podcast, as well as Bondi John Wright, um, Head of Talent Scouting, um, a really, really impressive list. The only slot that they don't have at the moment is they've not got their yoga instructor sorted out for the season. But other than that, that they've got a full, you know, they've got a full, uh, a full roster. Uh,
1: look, jokes aside, I mean this this outfit that wasn't
0: a joke, genuinely. No, no, no. They yeah. I
1: named the yeah. yoga instructor, but I mean this this environment reminds me of the Sydney Roosters in the NRL. It reminds me of the Patriots in um. In the NFL, it reminds me of Mercedes. Nice city, yeah, yeah. Um, it m- reminds me of Mercedes in Formula One outfits that are at the absolute pinnacle of professionalism in their chosen sport. And anything other than a win, I think, is a massive underachievement. Oh, and they've got a tendulkar, by the way. Just yeah, in okay. case they couldn't get any better, they've got a $10 in 10 talk.
0: So predictions, guys. Lippy, where, where are you sitting with this?
2: Uh, I've got them to win again. Does anyone not have them to win is the real question. So we, we'll just go round in numbers, shall we? Keep it nice and easy. Lippy, what <laughs> yeah, do you sorry, reckon? I, I keep, I keep uh, going on with these it's big just, just splurges and then I get followed by Raj with one word. Sorry about that. It's it's number one for me. Uh,
3: one, but I've got more words. Okay. One, I want to know if we're going to get Bordy to do the chant this year.
1: I will if they win, absolutely. Superb. Absolutely if they win. I have them winning a close final, but I think I have them winning. Well, I've got them number one as well. So that just about wraps up
0: this preview show. <laughs> we've named the winners um, of the tournament. But look, before we do, what do the bookies think? Mumbai Indians, 375. Yeah. Favourites to win the tournament. Okay. So let's move on. Um, we've talked Mumbai Indians. We're on to the Rajasthan Royals. So, um That's me again. So um, look, I think what what I'm looking forward to seeing... And look, we saw a little bit of a glimpse of him in this one-day series. Liam Livingston's a little bit of a dark horse, I think, to actually get some game time as one of the overseas um, players. Chris Morris, the other signing of note for me, I think. You know, when we're talking about this ability to bowl um, pace and at the death, I think he's been a pretty good practitioner um, around the the, the leagues. Highest-paid player from, he from was, the recent he auction, was yeah.
1: he was underrated for RCB last year. They they yeah. were struggling until he came into that lineup, and he made a difference for them.
0: Yeah. Um, you've, you've obviously got Benjamin Stokes, um, who um, is, is, you know, well, uh, well thought of, I think, around the cricketing traps, English connection with Jofra Archer as well. The other signing I was really interested to see is Mush, uh, uh, Mushta Fizzer coming in. Um, so ex-Mumbai Indians um, gave them a real good option with the, you know, with the left arm um, seam. And for those of you who've watched that, you know, documentary, I think he was pretty well thought of. So I think that's good because they've got that little bit of variation from an angle um, perspective uh, for me you've got um you've got Jaswal and Yadav as my um, my I guess my Indians um to watch also Samson who was their top uh, mm. run scorer last year 385 runs and and Tewatia as well started really well for them petered off a little bit towards the end of the tournament so i think they've got some uh, some bases um covered and and the man kumar sangakara who um, you know, for me, uh, as Director of Cricket for those guys, one of the, the real good guys in the game and someone that's going to bring a lot of professionalism to that um, organisation as well. Raj. Well,
3: as soon as you said S- Sengh I was looking up and down the list. Where is he? Did I miss him? Um,
0: <laughs> He's the yoga therapist. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so Sanju San- Samson, you've mentioned him there. He had a really good IPL yeah. last year. People are talking about him playing for India. There's a bit of a logjam there with keepers at the moment. Who, who is in your... In your eleven as a keeper there, because Josh Butler is there as well, as well.
0: Yeah, so look for for me, I think um, I think Butler has has got the gloves because um, I think he gives you that ability to balance the side. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they actually play both of them and Butler has a little bit of a run around. Um, yeah. that, you know, if if they need to, I I don't think that, that you know they they have to potentially go. Well, only one of these guys can play in yeah, the they side. Both I, last year, didn't yeah, they? So I, I think there's an option that they both play. And look, I, I guess it just depends on little niggles and things like that for both of them.
1: Do we think that? Oh, I don't know if they're, what their availability is like, but are Stokes and Butler likely to play the whole tournament, do you think?
0: Well, they're obviously in India already. Yeah. And I think um, Stokes had a rest earlier in the winter for, mm-hmm. for England. Um, Butler had his rest well-documented, went home for those test matches where Ben Folks, um kept wicket. Yep. Um, I asked the question in the first preview show. I'm pretty sure that families are getting to travel. Okay. Um, so I think that that's a big thing for Butler because he's got a relatively new... Um, new baby so yeah look I I don't know whether he plays the whole tournament but what's really really telling both the English cricket board and the New Zealand cricket board have said if Rajasthan get to the final that their guys are going to be allowed to miss that test match England-New Zealand at Lords in um, May-June to play in the IPL Um, But given that Mumbai are going to win it anyway, it's a sort of a moot point. It's a moot point, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, look, to answer your question, I think that yes, I think that they will be available for the whole tournament. I I just guess it's whether they've got any little niggles.
1: I have a follow-up question. It's the same question I asked Raj earlier. Do you think there's a bit of Ewing effect with Steve Smith leaving the Rajasthan Royals? Are they going to be better not having Steve Smith in that side? Um, Well, look, yeah, look, it's a a tough question because he's obviously
0: a quality player. Um, Look... I don't think in T20 he's really a guy. Um, and look, this sounds really, really harsh, but there's a lot of batters around that can yep. do you a job in T20 cricket. I think it's absolute gun one-day batsman, and I'm only putting a few people into that category. And we've talked about a lot of them on the podcast already. And for Rajasthan, I think that that's Ben Stokes, and I think that that's just Butler from a you know an impact player perspective. And then I think it comes down to your seamers. The biggest question I've got. For this side at the moment is their seeming. They've obviously spent some serious coin um, on Morris, Japhra Archer at home in the UK at the moment with an injury to his hand that he Sounds sustained. Like he might be out the whole cleaning the whole and season. then also an elbow injury as well. Yeah, so that's his, his participation not yet been um, confirmed one way or another. So I think that that's a, a real key for the Royals.
3: So Liam Livingston is he? Do you view him as an all-rounder? He batted down the order for the, for the English team. He took away, He's got the. He actually has the best average for the series, and that, that one-day series he took one wicket from a, from a couple of overs.
0: Yeah, look, he certainly bowled a little bit for Lancashire, who are his county. Um, oh, I don't know. Look, it's it's a difficult one because I think that this is a massive step up for. Um, a player that's you know playing you know a very big franchise tournament for the first time. Um, I think he had some time in
1: the Big Bash as well. So yeah, he played for Perth and yeah. opened the betting, but I don't remember yeah, him don't bowling. Don't remember I'm just him gonna, bowling. I'm just bowling. bowling look it a little bit, but yeah, yeah so, not not a.
0: So look, I, I don't really see him as a as a an, as an all rounder. I see him as a guy that you might burgle a couple of overs either to blitz one through in the power play or potentially if you're getting tonked all around the park and everyone else wants to you know go off and have a have a rest that that you know that would be where i'd see him coming in with the
2: ball the, an interesting name that i looked through and when i saw the side was um shivam dubey that they brought into this this side he was someone you know i think back to when uh, india came to new zealand and a lot of those players that they had on that squad kind of in their setup and in their A side then have all just gone on to huge things. They you know, Prithvie Shaw was playing then, obviously he hasn't had a greatest year, but you know, Shubman Gill was on that tour, Washington Sunder, you know, a lot of the guys that we're now seeing elevated, you know, Shadow Takua. And then you look at Dubay, who was in the side then and he's just fallen completely off the radar, he had a pretty poor tournament last year. Mm. You'd have to think he's pretty hungry to have a big tournament this year.
1: Yeah, as an all-rounder, he's got a lot of competition with with a couple of those guys that, that Adam mentioned: Stokes, Morris, uh, Mustafizur Rahman. You know, overseas guys. He has the advantage of being a, a local Indian player, and he might he might get a go. But I don't know. I, I just feel like this so many unknowns about this Rajasthan Royals side, mm-hmm. and the biggest unknown for me is how much addition by subtraction are they going to get by having some clarity around who's going to bat at the top for them and who's going to be their finisher. I feel like with Steve Smith, it was so confused last year because he was their captain. I think without him, Stokes is going to have a clearer role. Samson, Butler, Tewatia, they're all going to have much, much clearer roles. And I think this side is actually going to be better as a result.
0: Yeah, really interesting that Joss Butler, I think, was the one that suggested that Stokes moved up to the top of the order in the last um, edition of the tournament. Um, and then obviously Butler has been opening the batting for England. So I think, you know, there is a chance you see Butler um, and Stokes at the at the top of the order potentially. And just um, some breaking news, having a quick um, scroll around, just a couple of hours ago, Jofra um, Archer's participation in the early part of the tournament has been confirmed that's not going to take place. So he will definitely not be um, their early doors for the Rajasthan Royals.
3: So I asked the same question to Baldi, I'll ask, ask you as well. Rajasthan look a little light on spin bowling. The first part of the tournament isn't a very spin-friendly area of India. Do you think there's a chance they get off to a slow start because of that?
0: Oh look, absolutely. They've banked a lot of their cards on their pace attack. You know, when when you pick up um, Morris, when you pick up Fizza um, in the auction, when you've already got Joffre, um, AJ Ty Stokes in your makeup, you are putting your eggs in the pace basket. Um, so look, a- absolutely. But I think that these guys do the scouting, don't they? And we've only got to look at this India England T Twenty series that's just gone on on some really really good wickets and seen that spin has not had an impact. Um, And that seamers are there. So maybe that, you know, maybe there is a bit of a change in the way that the game's played. And it's just literally pot as many balls as you can um, on really, really good decks. And, you know, your seam bowlers have just got to try not to bowl in the slot. And Kartik Tiagi as well did a good job for Rajasthan last year in a losing course. So numbers, Lippi, you you can extrapolate if you want. But if you just want to give a a figure, then that's uh, entirely up to you as well.
2: Uh, look, I, I've got them as my eighth team. I, I think that they're very reliant on a couple of players. Uh, I know Stokes did very well for them last year when he came in and, and kind of changed the momentum of their side. But yeah, I, I have them down at eighth. I just think that they just don't have the depth to me that, that other sides do.
3: Yeah, for me, I've got them at seven as well. For the Well, for, for, you had them at eight. I've got them at seven. Uh, just same reason. I don't see them winning those important Important situations where momentum will shift. We haven't used the word momentum mm. through this preview yet, but I, I just Stokes is there. He can he can win a game from anywhere, but he can't do it every game. Uh, I, I just I don't see who's going to win those important battles consistently.
1: I have them at five for that reason. I have them at five because I think they are capable. Those two guys that you mentioned, Stokes and Butler, of winning them five games of cricket. And then the other guys combined can win them two games of cricket and they're going to finish seven and seven. They're going to finish about fifth. So I have them in, in that fifth spot for that reason.
2: Jumping back in, I, I will just say that if Archer was there, I would have had them a lot higher because he was excellent in that tournament last year. Yeah, that's year. Just kind of ruined my prediction and, now. And that Thanks. has just completely... like I think that mucks up the balance of this side big time. And if he doesn't rule himself out quickly... Then it also means that it's gonna be difficult for them to bring in someone, someone else, someone like is. a Jason Holder that we saw for Sunrisers that can come out come in and be an impact player.
1: Damn it, Stewart's turned turn me around.
2: He's got a good point there, but I'm gonna have him at number four, because
0: I think um to be honest, they've got England's three best players. If Jofra Archer can get on a plane, um there's no stopping the Royals for me.
3: So you've put your two teams at three and four.
0: Well, I did that last year as well, you'll recall, just because, you know, you've got to back your you've got to back your sides, haven't
3: you? Um,
0: yeah, I've,
1: I've said KKR hmm? dark horse, mate. TAB, Baldy, where are they? Uh, TAB has the Rajasthan Royals paying $9. So if you like the Rajasthan Royals, you can get on them at $9 at the moment, and that's, that's good enough for seventh. But Binksy, I think you just got to get on them now. Well, as, as Watto would said, would you bet your house? Would you bet your house? I would not. No, neither would I. Let's move
0: on. <laughs> Royal Challengers Bangalore. So where do we see uh, the Challengers as we... Enter the start of IPL 14.
3: Yep, RCB who have that infamous title of uh, not winning a title in the IPL. You look back at their last, you know, squads over the last 13 years, and you can't believe that they have not won an IPL. It's amazing. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, so ins and outs. So that's the kind of format I'm going to follow. RCB, it looks like, have tried to wipe the slate clean to some extent. They've released 13 players. Uh, the big ticket big ticket items there being uh, Aaron Finch Chris Morris who we just talked about Dale Stane and Moeen Ali uh, so what do you guys make of that
0: I think other sides have done better out of their releasing would be my view that, what strange what do you for you mean, me
2: that they, that they shouldn't have released those players oh, a, a, absolutely when
0: we've, we've talked about the impact that some of these guys are going to have on the franchises that they've gone to um, I, yeah look I think that they've got um, yeah there's wiping the slate clean and there's uh, and there's what they've done and that's a uh, Potentially throwing the baby out with the bathwater to um, stretch the analogies.
2: But then, why didn't they win with those players?
0: Well, that's a very good question. But I'm just <laughs> stating my opinion, and I, you know, I, you know I, and that's what we're here to do. Yeah, look. So, so, so for me, I just really do think that. Um, yeah, they've kind of got rid of some guys that I think are going to go and have a massive impact somewhere else. And, um, point to prove for some of those guys as well, um, playing against their uh former team. Well, not many of their former teammates because they have you know, they've all, they've all left. So, um, yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, I, I definitely think that they've not done a great business in this uh, little cycle.
3: Did Aaron Finch land anywhere? He's, he's currently yeah. not in the APL. He's not in the APL. Probably get there before the end. I put my money on that one. Uh, to compound, uh, Binksy, your your poor releasing, uh, some of the ends. We've got Kyle Jamieson who has picked up a massive massive paycheck. Uh, he's had success with the red ball as we've seen through the New Zealand summer, but you, you have to say you haven't seen the results with the white ball. Uh, putting that fairly, I um, also just interesting just just going on a tangent. Does he make New Zealand's top eleven in our twenty twenty side with with the likes of Lockie Ferguson back?
2: Uh, I don't think so. No, but t twenty. I don't no. think he would, know in our T20 side. But I I, I do think that, yeah, I think we've talked about it before, if we're going to go off on a tangent about Jameson, that I think he would have learned a lot from that Australia series. And, and I think he's actually bowled reasonably well in, in the stuff against Bangladesh. So I think, you know, he's going to learn a huge amount. F- I mean, you know, maybe he shouldn't have been paid that amount of money. I think, you know, we'll, we'll see in the tournament um, what comes from that. But from a New Zealand cricket perspective... I'm delighted, and I think he's going to learn a huge amount from being around that setup. And uh, yeah, I, I hope I hope he gets a crack and and shows why he's worth that money.
3: The other side of the coin is that he can swing a bat, mm. so we know that, and and that that, that could give them value as well. Mm. So, the the one other one I wanted to talk about was the inspired purchase of Glenn Maxwell.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say Dan Christian. That's coming. up I want up to as talk well. about Dan Christian. That's coming yeah. up
3: as well, but Glenn Maxwell. So. I think that he, he gets a massively poor rap in the media you know, as a bloke and, and around, and I, I just don't think that. I know around the table here, we've heard some stories about Glenn Maxwell and how good a person he is. And I think bringing that into a side, forget about his talent with the battle ball or in the field, bringing that into this side, which is a side that might have a few egos in it, let's just be honest. Uh, that could be good for RCB. Uh, I also think that, he is aptly named the Big Show. He always stands up when, when things get tough, when, when he's on that big stage. I've seen him score plenty of runs. I think going to a glamour team like RCB is something that could be good for him.
1: I, I think from what I have seen of Glenn Maxwell in the last two years, the more responsibility you give him, the more you get out of him on a regular basis. I actually think the fact that Virat Kohli might go up and open the batting in this side in the absence of Aaron Finch and Josh Felipe, that if Coley and uh, Devdutt Patakal open the batting, you might see Maxwell come in at three um, and AB at four. And that puts a lot of responsibility on Glenn Maxwell's shoulders in that side. And I actually think you'll get the best out of him as, as a batter in that kind of situation. Um, and then you've got a whole bunch of good all-rounders to come in after him.
3: Yeah, and just going down that list, so that's a good start there, Bordy. So I've got Coley and Padukal opening the batting. Good from you. Yeah, I've got uh, AB at four and Glenn Maxwell at three, but I'm happy to switch that. What I'm looking for there is actually a situational situational decision. Mm -hmm. With Coley opening the batting, I think you'll see him follow a blueprint similar to that last 2020 that India played against England. He's going to try and bat the innings. Mm. We want to see somebody like Glenn Maxwell coming out to bat with RCB 100 for two, hundred for 1 after 12 overs, and just being able to play on the front foot. That's where you're going to see him, see him really excel. I think the more balls you
1: give him, the better. I think where he really struggled for Kings last year is he came in and he only had two or three overs in which to bat, and I don't think that's enough time for him. I think if he gets 30 balls, I think that's kind of optimum from Maxwell. Okay, he's going to fail occasionally. He'll get one off five or whatever. But if you give him 30 balls, I think he's good to get you 60, 70 runs in that situation uh, more often than not.
0: Rosh, how do you rank your spinners from one to four?
3: (laughs) We'll get there in a second. We'll get there in a second. Uh, At five, so that was the top four. At five, I've actually got... Three dots. I don't actually have anybody at five.
1: That was going to be my question. Is how do you feel That's a bit, of, Mate, that's that's t- a bit t- of a...
3: That's a I wouldn't go
0: with that as a theory to be honest. <laughs> I think you've got to have a number five.
3: So the number five I've gone with is Muhammad Azruddin. He seems to be the most proficient um, out of what is there. The next cabs off the rank there is Sachin Baby, the greatest, one of the greatest names in, in IPL history, Sachin yeah. Baby. Um, and... Shabazz Ahmed is the other one. Ahmed is the other one I've gone with, filling that five position. In any, in, 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 he was any okay order.
1: last year. He was reasonable.
3: Um, number six, I have Dan Christian in my eleven at, at, at number
1: six. So you've got three three overseas players in your top six. You've got Maxwell. You've got AB, and you've got Dan Christian at six.
3: Correct. Okay. So then, next at seven, I've got uh, Washi Washington Sunday at seven. Uh, I've got Kyle Jameson. Coming in at eight, Muhammad Siraj, Navdeep Saini, and and Yuvendra Chahal, uh, rounding off the eleven there.
0: So Zampa making the coffees.
3: Yes, uh, yes he is. Let me let me let me expand a little bit on it. Okay, so firstly I want to talk about Finn Allen. So he's a notable mention for me. I can't see him slotting into this side in the top four. The only way I could see him doing that is if for some reason. Coley wanted to bat a little bit lower and everybody shifts down but I really want to see that top four that we've talked about Padakal, Coley A.B. de Villiers and Maxwell Yeah, it's a, it's a
2: big, it was a big blow to Finn Allen's chances as soon as Coley decided he wanted to open wasn't it yep. well,
3: the, the other thing with Finn Allen
2: though is they've only
0: got um, so they've got uh, a B de Villiers listed to keep wicket. Um, Felipe obviously missing out uh, we spoke to Finn Allen and, and you know I, he mentioned that probably the gloves weren't necessarily in his bag um, but I guess it depends. Should be <laughs> yeah, but I guess it depends on um, the two Indian keepers in, in the squad, right? So Azaruddin and Barat. How good they are with the bat, and whether they, you know, they give you that option. And then if he's going well and he can cling on to the odd edge, then. That might be the chance. And look, David isn't getting any younger. There's, you know, and, and he's had some well-noted, I think, back, back injuries. injuries. yeah. So, you know, as a former wicketkeeper, um, definitely, you know, back injury, not a good one to have. Former wicketkeeper, didn't you play a week or two ago? And that's why I'm a former wicketkeeper. Because <laughs> two weeks later, I still can't put my socks on
3: properly. <laughs> Um, and the other bowlers I wanted to mention, so I've left out Kane Richardson and Daniel Sams mm. here, Baldy. Uh, Is I that mean, because they're Australian? Pretty much, yes, because they're Australian. Reasonable decision. I decided to go with Kyle Jameson. Don't uh, rile him
0: up. He's had a whole bottle of Australian <laughs> red. It's
1: not Australian, it's Italian. I'm oh, it's weird.
0: Italian. All right. I oh,
3: yeah. went with Kyle Jameson in the, that eighth position. I think that uh, Daniel Sams could definitely help batting in that position, but really Kane, Richardson's in, Kane Richardson and Sams are really fighting for Siraj or, or Navdeep Saini's position. I just I think those two get picked on a balanced perspective. You want the Indian seamers in Yeah,
1: there. I think the fact that Saini and Siraj and Chahal form the basis of your attack and they're all Indian players gives you a lot of leeway to have a top six that has three overseas in it. Um, and you've got Dan Christian that's an, a really good death bowler as well in that squad. So I think... As much as I like the work that Daniel Sams does, I think he's kind of behind Jamison a little bit in that side, but he does offer a little bit of point of difference if you want to have that left arm option.
3: And finally, Adam Zampa uh, making the coffees, as you say, uh, Binksy. Look, I think he's the third spinner after the two, Washington, Sundar and um, Chahal. But we have mentioned a couple of times that the early pitches in Chennai we think are going to be slow intake spin. Mm. I think he plays a big part if there is any any truth to that. Um, but, yeah, I think that he is the third capable. And, and is that
0: Christian three. missing out for him to come in? Yeah,
1: you'd oh, think so,
3: right? It's Christian or, or Kyle Jameson. Yeah. It uh, just makes the batting very, uh, sorry, the tail very long uh, with with playing those three spinners. Washington, there's not really a tail ender, but the others.
1: The, uh, the others. Yeah. A little bit long there.
3: So why they can win. So on paper, I believe that they are one of the top three sort of teams Going around. But it's hard uh, to argue
2: with that when you look at that look at that list of names.
3: I mean, the best 11 that I named there, my best 11 has nine white ball international cricketers. Mm. Uh, but uh, we all know that 2020 is a fickle game. It's not played on paper. Uh, there's a number of names that pop out that can make you... They, they, they make you believe, though, that they can win a 2020 on their own. Mm. There's a lot of players like that in that team. For the X Factor, I have pulled out Glenn Maxwell as my X Factor player. I think that he has the raw talent to grab any game by by the scruff of its neck, and I'm hoping that because he's in a team with, with Coley, A.B. de Villiers, these, these sort of big names, that that pressure is kind of relieved from him.
1: Yeah, I think
3: that, might be, that might be true, yeah. He, he's, he's such a natural cricketer. I've, I've talked about this just earlier. I wanted to see him playing cricket on the front foot. I want him to see him going into situations where he needs to put that foot down when there are 100 for not many Mm. with eight overs to go. That's perfect for him, being able to come in. And one thing that I think gives him a really big boost on the other side of the ball is when he's bowling, bowling in those pressure situations, opening the bowling, bowling uh, over for less than four runs, Making some spectacular catch in the field, that's what's going to drive all of his performances.
2: Well, that's another reason why Zampa's going to struggle to get in that side as well, isn't it? Because he can bowl a you know, you might even get four four overs out of Maxwell on various occasions. And then you yeah, Sundar and, 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 and Chahal.
1: And that's fantastic from your third option spinner, right? So yeah. From Chahal and then Sundar and then, and then Maxwell. That's almost 12 overs of, of top quality spin.
2: So,
0: numbers, where are we going to see the Royal Challengers
2: finish, Lippi? I was quite tempted to have them missing the playoffs just because they've just had so much... Uh, there's just always so much hype around the side and there's been a lot of hype around them, particularly in New Zealand now that Jameson and Finn Allen and stuff are going. But at, at the end of the day, that class, the players that they have, I, I still do have them at third. Raj?
3: So in my notes here, I, I think I I made these notes quite late last night. I said... RCB to make it rain. They will break the drought this year. Um, <laughs> wow. However, however, I think I'll revise that. I have picked the Mumbai Indians to win it all, but I think the RCB will go close. I think that they they have a chance here to finally show their mettle. I know I said the exact same thing last year, but this year it's going to be right.
1: Boarding second. It's th- there's those final three, Delhi. And RCB playing off for a right to meet Mumbai in the final. That's going to be a heck of a semi. And then RCB versus Mumbai in the final is going to be... A, it's going to be an incredible, incredible finish to this IPL season. I've got them sixth. What about the bookies? Well, can we... Can we can we just delve into that? You've got them sixth. Yeah. Not to make the playoffs, but to miss out by a fair distance. Yeah. Care to explain yourself? I, mean, no, I know it's late and we've been here for a while, but... Um. So do you want the honest reason? Yeah. So the honest reason is because I
0: had to back both my boys, um, the Knight Riders (laughs) and the Royals, to finish in the top top four. So aside from taking leave of all of your senses, what else have you got? And then the second (laughs) reason is that then I made a late call that I don't like the Sunrisers, so I wanted to get them somewhere down near the bottom (laughs) so I could get um, CSK up there. In my packing order, which really left only one place for the Royal <laughs> so, yeah. challenges, and that was that was sixth with the sunrises in Kings Punjab, um,
1: making up yeah making up the numbers. Fair so enough. fair enough. Tab, Baldy. Well, the Tab has them uh, third, paying six dollars fifty. So that's probably pretty good value if you like the challenges. I think six dollars fifty to win the IPL is pretty good money. Is
3: it third behind Delhi and Mumbai?
1: But Mumbai, Delhi, RCV, yeah. Well, I'll say what what we're all gonna do
0: is um, we're all gonna stick a dollar onto our um, our eights, and then if any of us win, because that'll be hell of a bet, wouldn't it? To be <laughs> fair, if any of us win, half goes to charity,
1: and then <laughs> half goes on the bar,
2: and then half goes on the bar. <laughs>
1: That's not bad. So if,
2: I can't I can't work out what half of three seventy five is, but yeah, not very much.
1: No, I think I think he's I think Adam is talking eight way multi. Yeah. Oh, right, so yeah. one through eight, okay. Yeah, in right. order, right. Well, you we can't have a boxed multi
0: for <laughs> eight finishes, for-
3: <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> anyway, well, no, you can predict the order of a league table from one to eight, yes. No- yeah. yeah, so don't, I,
2: was- I don't think the TAB offers that, that service. Well, they don't
0: because they're a terrible, terrible organization. If yeah. you go to a proper bookmakers <laughs> in England where they bet not in this decimal crap but in proper <laughs> fractions, you know, five to four on seven to two favorite, all that kind of jazz um you'd get a price anyway um before i run out of uh, before i run out of whatever i don't really know um let's have a uh, let's have a chat about the sunrisers hyderabad
2: yeah so look it it's all comes down to their batting firepower for them i, I think it's the same conversation we had last year around their side there's warner beasto Williamson. those are the three key guys you would think once again No, there's just so much firepower. And, you know, we talked about it with Rajasthan and that Butler and Stokes can win you a game. Those three are are much the same in that how they go about things. And uh, (laughs) they're really just going to have to perform to an unbelievable level. I know that they made the playoffs Mm -hmm. last year and and a lot of that was actually down to the work that Jason Holder did when he came into the side. As a replacement player, yeah. Yeah, and I think you know, that's probably going to have to be the decision again. What what role do besto Warner and Williamson play? Because if the three of them are your top three or at least three of your top four, then it really mucks up the balance of, of the rest of your side. So yeah, because you're about to break my heart
1: here because if you pick those three and Jason Holder, then there's no room for Rashid Khan.
2: No, well I think there's definitely room for, for Rashid Khan and that it's, it's for me it's it's Holder, Williamson and Bairstow are the, the ones you're kind of tossing up. Last year they ended up putting Reddy Mansaha into open uh, and that left Bairstow out and that kind of made space for, for Jason Holder. It, it'll be interesting what they start the season with and I, and I really don't know because it would be pretty hard to leave Bairstow out, mm. the, the current form that he's in. I just... Can't, can't do it. You, you, can't, you can't do it, can you? So that means that you have to go with Warner Besto, I would think, Williamson, and then Rashid Khan. So yeah, the one. I guess the one positive around why they might be able to do that is the fact that Bhuvanesh Wakuma is back. Last year, he pretty much missed the whole tournament through mm. injury, and it really mucked up their seam attack. They just didn't have a seam attack, essentially. Well, they, well but hang on. They had
1: T Natarajan. Who was he? was a breakout star. Well,
2: yes, they had him and he was excellent. They had that other than him. But apart from yep. him, they, they just didn't have the guys that could knock off the the top of the order. And yep. and Natarajan was someone who was getting death wickets and and someone who bowled brilliantly at the death and mm. and doing a great job there. But they, you know, we've talked about all these teams. The top orders of these sides are just unbelievable and and if you're not getting early wickets, you're just not at much of a chance because you
1: you can't compete with uh, with the way these sides are going. So you've got a top order. You've got a bowling attack or the core, the nucleus of a bowling attack and Tina Tarajan, and um and Rashid Khan. What about the rest of that side, sort of four through seven? What yeah. are you doing there?
2: Well, and it was a big problem for them last year, I think. You had... Um, someone like Priyam Garg who played pretty much all the games last year. He is only 20, mm. but he didn't have a very good tournament. He played, I think, almost all the games, 150, uh, and I think only about 133 runs or something like that. So it, it wasn't good, but he's someone that they're going to have to, you hope that he's someone that they're building up and he's suddenly going to come, you know, not suddenly, but he's someone that's going to start coming good in in the years to come because it's him and it's Pandey in the middle there for for sunrises. They're going to have to be your core kind of Indian players there that are really going to have to push things on.
1: And they may have to use Rudiman Saha in that in that side just because. They used so many players in that middle order. They used Abhishek Sharma. I think they used Abdul Samad a little bit in that lower order as well. They, they, I think they tried Khalil Ahmed as well. Yeah, like they tried so many players in that middle order, and they weren't able to get anything really to stick for them. And I think that's going to be a, a real question mark over them for the for the current coming tournament.
0: Yeah. I stand to be corrected, but I'm pretty sure that Saha finished the season for Sunrise he did. Did? He did, last yep. year. But in, you front, know, they, of, they in gave, front of Johnny Besto. they gave Besto the arse after you know first six games, maybe, and then Saha came in and averaged, I think, 70-odd with a pretty decent um, strike rate. So look, I think that this is another key of this whole tournament really is that some of these players are coming into these um, bubbles and training camps having not played a massive amount of cricket. So I think it does really depend on how much they have to go with, you know, the the guys, you know, the internationals and we've mentioned Bairstow coming off a hot run of form, whether he comes straight in and they go, well, we're going to go on... International form because sorry, really, you've not played a massive amount rather than on who was you know in, in possession at the end of the last edition of the IPL. Tough, you know, tough choice, uh, tough choice to make, but you know, one you have to when you've got um, a, a scenario where Rashid Khan might miss out. I don't think oh, he can I'm being Khan slightly can yeah, facetious, yeah, but, you, but yeah, yeah, you're yeah like, but
1: you're right. They, they they have to make tough decisions because all of their talent is in their overseas players, really, other than Manish Pandey, uh, Bhuvikumar, and now Tina Taraja.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know, I, I think it's a real issue for them in terms of their the way they've built their side. Uh, they're they're just so reliant on on those guys, and I don't think they've done a good job of of actually putting together a cricket side. You know, they someone like David Warner and and Williamson. You know, they, I guess we're cr- we're being critical of them, but they did win it uh, in 2018, twenty eighteen. I 2016, think 2016, I think, or yeah, not not too far away. Uh, they won the competition, so. You know they have they have got recent form and, and in those years I mean even last year Warner was was one of the top run scorers he did well but yeah it it just feels like they're they're just a few players light uh, in in kind of the batting and in the bowling
3: yeah it was the 20, it was twenty sixteen that they won but uh, like I like their do- building the batting around those three I think that those three if two of them get going they can chase down almost anything mm. but. I feel like the other side of the ball, they've got Natarajan, they've got Kumar, who bowled really well. I actually liked his bowling in the, in the England series. Yeah. And they've got um, the spinner, Rashid Rashid Khan. But I don't see what else they've got there to make up those, those numbers. But I um, I I think that I actually think they're not going to go that badly as, as we're making out here uh, this and, season.
0: And Kumar needs to stay fit because he's had some injury problems, hasn't he? Um, he? He's not really got on the park. Uh, yeah, but as you say, Raj, good to see him back in that... Um, India
2: side. Where do we have them numbers wise, then, guys? Yeah, look. After being quite critical, I do have them in, in fifth. Uh, I think they'll be in and around. They obviously made the playoffs last year with a bit of a a, a latish surge and sn- snuck in. You know, it was so close last year; you could have thrown a blanket over all all the teams from about four down. So, you know, I, I think they'll be in the mix. But I just, as I said, I don't think they've kind of got that depth if. If those big guns don't do everything for them, I think they'll they'll miss out on the playoffs again.
3: Uh, for me, I've got them in, in fourth. That's because of poor planning. Uh, but I guess you're right in that we know what our top three we think are going to be. I think I know what the bottom two are going to be, seven and eight. F- six, five and four, I feel like you're right. They could be interchangeable. Yep. depends who gets going, um, but... Yeah, they, I've got them at four. I,
1: I think I think it's harder to pick than a broken nose three through se- three through seven, really. Um, I have the I have the Sunrisers at fourth. I think their top seven is good enough to win them seven cricket games. I think that the the last four players in their eleven are among the weakest of the starting elevens that we've that we've talked about over these two preview shows. But I mean, Mohammed Nabi's probably not gonna play if, if Rashid Khan and those other three top top bats play. No. On spinning on spinning wickets early in the tournament, we might see him. I just think that they've got they've got enough match winners, and we're going to see more influence, I think, from Rashid Khan than anywhere else. And I'm expecting big things from Kuma and Tina Tarajan opening the bowling for 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 Sunrisers. I, I think their top seven's good enough to get them into fourth. Just. I've got them seventh. What about the bookies? <laughs> no, I, I, I just passed th- it. Yeah, no. I mean, it's, uh, you've, you've completely given leave of your senses and picking your, your own teams third and fourth. So you,
2: you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ballsy's given up on
1: you. <laughs> after, after, after that, it's all, just, it's all just mathematics and people slide down. Um, Brilliant. Sunri- Sunrisers are paying $7.50 on the TAB, uh, which is joint with Chennai Super Kings for that sort of fourth, fifth spot. So if you like Chennai uh, and you like Sunrisers, then there's reasonable money on, available on them to win the tournament outright.
0: Awesome. Guys, it's been a pleasure going through this wrap-up um, or preview, I should say, of the IPL. Well, we did
2: wrap it up, really. Mumbai is just going to win, aren't they? So. Well, Mumbai
0: are just going to win. But look, a pleasure um, to chat through this again for the second year in a row. I'm sure we'll be back um, next year and we can preview those other two teams at that point <laughs> mm-hmm. um, as well. Um, board it in the expansion year. As per last year as well, loyal listeners, we will be running a fantasy competition. So take a look at our social Media channels. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. If you don't know where to find us, jump on our website, www.thetoporderpodcast.com, and you'll find links to the social. Join the Fantasy League and play against Baldy, Raj, Lippy, and my Fantasy um, Top Eight um, with the Knight Riders and the Royals at three <laughs> and four in the list. I'm going to take a photo for posterity. We'll stick that up on the uh, website. We'll see who of us gets closest with our eight team predictions but that's it for another episode of the top order podcast this is our IPL preview show uh, part two good night god bless